The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61, from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Good afternoon, everyone. Yes, yes, finally. <laughs> it's going to be 90 degrees, man. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in cold Seattle. You know, I'm going to enjoy these two days I have before I have to go to 70 degrees Seattle. Uh, you know, as some of you may know, I'm a member of, of uh, the Four Square International Church of the Four Square Gospel, and we have our national con- international convention in Seattle this year. Uh, it goes from uh, Monday, the twenty eighth, through Thursday, the thirty first, and uh, so it's time to you know reconnect with uh, other brothers, get to relax uh, with my with my wife, uh, you know, just to get to you know just get to re- get rejuvenated. You know, I, I I get rejuvenated when I'm around crowds. You know, when I'm around a lot of people. And uh, and, and I, I like that point. I mean, you know, you have your 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 denominational duties and committees you serve on. You have to get out the way, but but it's the talks in the hallway, the late night, uh, you know, coffee coffee shop talks, praying with one another, uh, that really you know just brings me joy. You know, and in light of our current current situations that we're experiencing in our country, we always look around and everybody has a complaint about leadership. Whether it's leadership in the church, leadership in the home, uh, leadership in, in the, our nation's capital, leadership internationally, uh, we look for that, you know. And Jesus Himself modeled servant leadership. Jesus served even on the last night, the Last Supper. He reiterated to the disciples, you know, and see what I'm doing for you. I see what I'm doing for you, right? You know, uh, and I'm the leader of leaders. You know, I expect you to do the same for others as Jesus served them and, and took care of them and walk them into that. And as we started on last week, as we were coming to a close, you know, I had mentioned that leadership is self-discovery. Leadership is self-discovery. Now, this is not a self-help thing. This is not self-help. You know what I mean? And the reason why we say self-discovery, because no matter what I tell you, no matter what others tell you, no matter even what God tells you, you will never rise above your attitude, Right. Even though God has showed Gideon great signs, you know what I mean? He still, Gideon could not raise above his attitude. He didn't believe that he could get it done, you know, to get it done. And, and, and so sometimes we have to look at ourselves and we have to come to a point of, of discovering who God says we are. It's not discovering who we feel we are. We will always go to our strengths and avoid our weaknesses. But, you know, we know that 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 Bible verse says that in your weaknesses, I am made strong. I always like to share the story of how I ended up in ministry in the first place. Uh, being from Chicago, uh, you know, I, I like the Chicago form of leadership modeled by the great Mayor Daly. You know, Mayor Daly turned down every promotion people offered him, but he always recommended somebody else for the job. And with the back end of Daly, they would get the job, but they owed Daly. And so Daly, after a while, had his his uh, tentacles, as they say, in, in leadership all over the nation, you know, in some parts of the world, and, and as a mayor. And so 
And so I always like to lead from behind the scenes. I never want to be the flashy one, don't want to be identified as a leader. You know what I mean? I like my position there. I can do what I want to do without being seen. Nobody's tracking me. And, uh, you know, as I got into ministry, I've always been wanting to make money. You know, it's just a family gift we have. It's not a spiritual gift. Um, you know, just my family's full of entrepreneurs on both sides, my mom and dad's side. And so that's everybody might work a job, but they always have what we used to call a side hustle. You know what I mean? You know, uh, you know, other will say a small business. And um, so I always did that. You know, I just always made money, did things. And, and I remember when God was calling me to ministry, I told God, I said, God, you know, I will make money. I will pay the salary of, you know, two or three, two or three individuals. You know what I mean? I, I, that's what I do, man. I, uh, I, I just can't, I can't see uh, <laughs> being in ministry, man. I, I, I Dealing with people. I don't like people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to nobody, or, you know, lead by, you know, and, but it got overwhelming. I walked away from my job. I went out there and I had to discover something about myself, even though I never felt worthy and it had to do with my past lifestyle. I always said, what if somebody, you know, finds out my past lifestyle and they'll say I'm unworthy to be working with kids and everything like that, though I never was convicted of anything. You know what I mean? But just growing up in the streets of Chicago, things you did, people you hurt, you know what I mean? You know, and I never got arrested by the police, but I was right there with everybody. And so even sometimes when I'm trying to tell kids to turn and get straight, Satan comes in and say, were you straight? And I wasn't straight. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, you, you battle with those 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 perceptions. You you battle with those until I had to really bear down and I had to discover who I was in Christ. I read a couple of Watchmen Knee books and oh, my goodness, man. They ripped at my very soul. You know what I mean? Those things that I did, uh, those things that I said, you know, they weren't they weren't me anymore. God had come in and stripped those things away. And I had to discover my purpose. I had to discover that, 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 that Satan had put all this crud in my life to get me to make me feel unworthy to answer the call that God was given. He could see the call on my life. Even when I couldn't see it, you know, running the streets, drinking, do it, selling drugs, doing everything. He, he, you know, he couldn't see it. And though, though he came in there, God came in and said, it's time. And, but I had to discover what was already there. You know what I mean? I, I, I had to discover that. I had to discover what God was already telling me, you know, I, you know, not that I doubted his word. I couldn't take his word for it. It's just that it was like, really? Are you sure you got the right man? <laughs> Are you sure you got the right man? And once I discovered my, my my purpose, it was it was on, you know what I mean, as far as doing those things. But then even then, those feelings of guilt would come back and drag me down. You know, I, I see people now who, who fall into depression or fall into things because they, they, they feel inadequate or they feel like they failed again or whatever happened, you know, to go in there. And, and, and I try, you know, and they look at me sometimes and they say, man, you know, how aren't you not sad? You know, you're on dialysis. You know, you you know, you 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 banged up both knees. You banged up a shoulder. You're doing this. You know, I, I, why are you not sad? You know, what I mean? and I just tell them the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm not going to let Satan take my joy. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I'm going to sing praise songs when I'm feeling bad. I'm not, you know, not that I'm trying to hide and not that I'm trying to, uh, 
do a mental con game on myself, I just realized, man, that that I'm just delighted that God has allowed me to live and function within his plans and context in this day and in this age. And I'm happy. And I'm happy. And, and that's, a, that's a good thing. So leadership is self-discovery. It's self-discovery of your purpose, your identity, your heritage, your potential, your destiny, your gifts and talents, and even your limitations, right? So let's look at that. Let's go down here. You know, your identity. You know, who do you identify with, right? Who do you identify with? Are you identifying with Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal? Uh, you identifying with uh, urban, rural, suburban, Baptist, Pentecostal, Presbyterian, Methodist? You know, what do you identify yourself at? You know, I heard this message the day after I got saved. Is that what do people call you when they don't know your name? You know, what do people call you when they don't know your name? They say, hey, fat boy, uh, you know, the skinny dude, you know, the dude, the dude with the eye going each, the other way or something like that. What do people call you when they don't know your name? You know, and, and that's, the, that's, the, that's the issue and things that you look at because that's how you identify to the world because that's how they look at you and they identify with you. You know what I mean? You know, but do they call you man or woman of God? Whoa, man, that hit me. Now, I just got saved the night before, and I hear this message, right? based on Daniel, you know what I mean? Because they called Daniel, you know, a man of God, you know, you know, God, whatever, you know, he, he got all these accolades, you know, there's, there is a man of God who can tell you about your dreams, you know what I mean? That that was the identity, that's what he portrayed. But are you living for God in such a way that even your outward identity resonates his glory and his presence? You know, and I said, man, that's what I want to do, you know, I, that's what I want to be. That's that's where I want to go. I want to draw my identity from him. I'm not too pleased with who I was. You know what I mean? I'm not too pleased with things I did. You know, because it wasn't me. You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't me. You know, I was playing a role that was orchestrated and manipulated by Satan himself. You know, I'm playing this role. And so I started getting my identity from Christ, getting my identity from being in his word, allowing his gifts to flow through my Bible. That's what you know, that's how I identify myself. You know, I don't, I, when people meet me, I don't say, hey, hi, I'm Joe Sutton, African-American. Neither do I say, hey, I'm Joe Sutton, born-again Christian. You know what I mean? You know, I just say, hey, I'm Joe Sutton. And then I let, I let my presence handle the rest. You know, I let my presence handle the rest. And when you ask me certain things, you ask me certain things, don't get frustrated with me like most people do. You know, well, Pastor Joe, how do you feel about this? I said, well, the Bible says. Well, no, I don't want to hear what the Bible says. I want to hear what you have to say. I said, the Bible says. I said, what I have to say is going to change over the course of time. Let's talk about it. I'm not telling you what I think the Bible says. I'm not trying to here to give you my interpretation. I'm just going to tell you what the Bible says. And, and we're going to go on from there. So identity is, is, is crucial as being a leader. Because, because as a leader, you don't want to offend people unless you offend them because you're following God. Listen to what I'm saying. You don't want to offend people unless you're offending them because you're following God. Now, and what I mean by that is, is that, you know, you, you, some, you know, how you get sometimes in, in, in different situations, you say, uh, red room, somebody says blue room, you know, painted blue. And all the people who want it red are mad if you choose blue and all people want it blue, you're mad. You're going to offend somebody as a leader, no matter what decision you make. You just don't want to offend God. You don't want to offend him. You know what I mean? You know, you're always going to have naysayers. You're always going to have somebody over there, and it's not really, you'll waste so much of your time trying to answer them that it, it, you would just be frustrated trying to get to that point. You know, you want to identify with the king. So even if people are frustrated with you, 
and mad at you because of your stance, at least you have the peace of knowing that you're standing with God. You're not, you don't have God Almighty mad at you. Excuse me. Next thing that you look at in uh, in the leadership, what a leader needs to discover is his heritage. Now, I understand you got identity and you got heritage. Identity is how I want you to see me, how I want you to perceive me. Heritage is something that I'm just born with. You know, a lot of times, you know, we look at people and, you know, we call them uh, such derogatory terms as sellout or Oreo or gray boy or whatever you want to say, because even though it's obvious we're in one group, we, you know, we, we choose to identify with another group. But the reason why I understand your heritage is so important because inside your heritage, there are gifts and abilities that have been passed down through your family line, things that are there that are important and key to who you are, you know, and, and to what you do. And, and then it also helps you know, you know, your, your perceptions and limitations. You know what I mean? So, you know, I know my heritage. I mean, I know who my, my mother is, my father, my grandfather, you know, I understand that who they are and understand what God has been doing in my family line and looking at it coming down. I understand my heritage. I understand that, you know, uh, I adopted some children who uh, were of mixed race and, and I just try to get them to understand, don't focus so much on your race, focus on your heritage. I say, focus on your mom, your dad, your grandparents, you know, your uncle's cousins. I say, you know, look at that to wish to draw from, you know what I mean? And you know, don't, don't look at the, you know, just a racial thing. I mean that you're more than just whatever people have labeled you white, African American, Native American, you know, uh, Mexican, uh, lump you all up as Asian or whatever. You know, you, you're more than that. You know what I mean? Your heritage, your, your family has, has done some things, you know, your, your part of your, matter of fact, that's how you discover your purpose. You know what I mean? Cause there's a purpose for your family. That God wants to accomplish some things, and then you got to go down there and look at that, and see what's there. So you know, you 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 want to discover that. You want that's not how you identify. You know what I mean? Because then you're putting your your heritage and you're putting your ancestors over God, and 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 we don't do ancestral worship, and uh and 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 in this in this quote unquote where we 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 stick to worshiping God and God alone. You know what I mean? We're not there. You know, our ancestors did great things and we stand on their shoulders, but we don't, we don't place them over God. We do not place them over God. The next thing in discovering, you know, your leadership potential, I mean, is your leaders, in leadership is discovering your potential. What is your potential? What, what, what have you the potential to do, right? And that answer really only can come from God. Man can do some things, right? You can get in with the right group of people, and man, they could they could they could put you in some positions, and you could soar. Uh, but my mentor told me God can do more with you in two years of obedience than with forty years of brown nose. You know what I mean? You can brown nose your way to the top. You can you can you can brown nose, and you can have different things that you're doing, you know, and and getting there. But it, what is your potential? You know, what do you see? What do you see in your vision? Do you see tens, thousands, ten thousand? You see one, two, three, four. You know, five. What? What? What is the potential that you see? What? You know. You know. Really, really buckle down in prayer and and, and allow you know people, your elders, to speak into your life. You know, because leadership is important, y'all. I mean, it, it really is. And, and understanding where you are and looking at that. And, and not only are these tools good for you to understand who you as a leader, but when you pick a leader to be over you, right? When you pick a leader to be over you. This is Isaiah sixty-one, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. 
And uh, this is Pastor Joe Sutton. And uh, we're going to take a little break and come back and look at some more things that you need to uh, tighten up as a leader so you can serve your generation. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community, Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Jamming on that baseline, heading for that picnic this weekend. Man, well, I wish I was back down in Texas, Louisiana, John, man. My cousin went to a, a crawfish broil. Oh, yum. Only been to one of those in my life in Louisiana. Delicious. Man, they have everything, man. Chicken <laughs> wings, pork chops, crawfish. I mean, they just, it's just a backyard extravaganza. Oh, man. that's the best, especially on holidays with the... Uh, the family around, the fellowship. Yeah, I avoid the crawfish, though. I, you I, do, huh? I, I do, man. I, I just, I, it, I've been traumatized. You know, I just, you know, when, once I saw a sign that said, we suck heads, that was it. I was done with that. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. They are good. I really like them. They are like good. Yeah. I've had them in, in gumbo and stuff before. Yeah. You know, and I would have them there beforehand. But then when I got to Houston, you know, I was like, that big old sign was there. And I was like. <laughs> I'm, I, done. I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, this is John. John. John has the spiritual gift of bumper music, man. Because my next, my next, my next topic is is destiny. <laughs> he played, <laughs> he played destiny on the way out. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh man, this guy, man, he's anointed. <laughs> great minds, right? Yeah, great minds, man. But you got the uh, the the bumper music anointing. <laughs> I'm gonna tell that to Lee Michaels and Nick Anderson for sure. Right. Uh, so you know, another. Thing you have to understand is your destiny, man. Your destiny is just so, it's so important, man, to, to to get a wrap around and and you don't see it at first. You know what I mean? It's it's only when you step out in faith and your purpose that you understand where you're going to end up at. You know, you see, you know, uh, you know, you see a temple, and you realize it's going to take forty eight years to build, and 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 you're not going to be around when it's built, but but you understand what your role is, what your particular point. And it is, you know, you get in there and, and you realize that with anything God calls you to as a leader, you're not going to finish it. And so the key thing for you to do is leadership succession, which is you, you're constantly teaching those to teach. You know, in, in my lifetime, I can name four people that I've, you know, that I've just trained and 
thought, you know, as if they were going to take my space, and they didn't. They went on to be somewhere else and take that training and use it for other things. But that's what we're constantly doing as leaders. And, and to me to understand this is that I'm not putting myself up under anybody unless they understand what their purpose is, their identity, you know, their potential, their destiny. They have an understanding of their heritage. I mean, to mean they don't hate themselves. You know, I made people to hate this. If they hate the fact that they're white or black or whatever, you know, or mixed or whatever like that, you know, because, you know, these, these things that, that, that you need to understand as a leader are the same things that your leader needs to understand. And, 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 and I'm a server, you know, my, and anyone who's ever supervised me, no, I don't buck you unless you want to buck SOP or B I B L E. You know what I mean? Then, 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 then we're talking other than that. I'm just, I'm, I'm easy. You know, I'm just going to serve you, you know what I mean? Because that's what I'm supposed to do. And uh, But the thing about it is, is that my level of servitude to you, you know what I mean, is going to be determined by who you are as a leader and have you discovered yourself. You know I mean, you, you know your purpose. Do you know your identity? You know, you know your heritage, your potential, your destiny. You know, and to our next one is, do you know your gifts and your talents, right? You're not just doing what it takes to get the job done, but you have a level of understanding. When I come to you, and I say, you know, what I say to anybody that joins my church, I say, tell me what God has called you to. Right. I said, tell me what God has called you to. And and, and then, and, you know, and, and they tell me what they feel God has called them to. Most of them say, I don't know. You know, and, and I say, you know, then we get to going in there and say, you know, what's some things you hate? You know, what I mean, you know, I hate this. And what, what's the thing bring you joy, bring joy? And we, we kind of go through this little process. I said, well, why don't we try this? And they come back and say, well, that wasn't it, Pastor. Or they go, oh, yes, Pastor, this is it. I could do this forever. And because my first my first thing as a leader is to bring out your gifts and abilities in you. I'm not so worried about how you fit into my plan or how you fit into to, to, to the vision of, of, of the church or anything like that. I'm first concerned about you. Right. Because it's just too many words against shepherds who don't take care of the sheep for me. I'm not falling into that category. You know, what I mean, I'm understand you. Then as you start to understand you. Then I'm going to place you within the context to understand the overall vision and let you understand that. Because I don't want you to get so tied into doing for the church that you never get to doing what God has called you to do. So I want to get you into doing and understanding who you are and what you have to do. Then we blend that into the church and we go in there and handle that. It's maybe semantics, but that's just how I do it because I want you to understand whether you stay with the church or not, you're still called to complete what God has called you to called you to do. Yeah. You know I mean, and it's there, you know, and, and, and I appreciate you helping me with my call, you know, cause that's what submission is. You come up under my mission, but first I need you to understand your mission. You know what I mean? And your potential and your destiny, because I don't want you trapped in my mission and you use that as an excuse not to ever rise and do what God has called you to do. Last one, a leader always needs to know his limitations. Man, let people speak into your life. Let people tell you, you know, people will be like, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I say, no, you can't hurt my feelings. I don't have onion skin. You know what I mean? I don't have, it's no longer I to live it, but Christ that lived within me. Tell me, tell me what I need to do better. Tell me what, you know, what I'm there. Not just praises that we have to, we have to take criticism too. You know what I mean? I need to know my limitations. And when I get in certain areas, you know, and my, you know, I told my wife today, I said, you know, I'm, I, 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 my memory ain't gone. And, you know, she wants to tell me the same thing two or three times. I said, my memory ain't gone, honey. I understand my limitations. I'm not going down the area. Don't you know you shouldn't go there? You know you shouldn't do this. You know, I understand my limitations. I can't lift heavy things anymore. I understand my limitations, right? 
I, I don't I don't get involved in politics because I know my limitations. You know what I mean? You know, it might be important to someone else, but I, you know, I, I, it's a it's a limitation for me. And to know that, and as a leader, I can effectively serve my congregation because I avoid things that that I know are my limitations. Therefore, I can stay sharp enough to keep praying for them, to keep helping equip it, to equip them, and to lead them as a good shepherd needs to lead the sheep. When you understand your purpose, your identity, your heritage, your potential, your destiny, your gifts and talents, and your limitations, then you can serve your generation. Remember this, trees do not bring their fruit to you. They attract you to the tree. You don't need to go out looking for anybody to make you a leader or to to validate your leadership. If you're leading, the fruit from your leadership will draw people to you. You don't have to go out there and blow your own horn. As the scriptures say, your gift will make room for you. Hey, till next week. God bless you.